Hi, this is Kate Bosworth. I'm with my dog, Happy, on the Horror Squad podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Horror Squad podcast, episode number 246, where tonight we are going to be talking about 2022's Barbarian. Uh, I am Joe, and I, of course, am joined by Steve. We are toddlers for right now, but Todd is going to be coming on. He is having um, some computer issues, but he will be on very shortly. Also, happy Hocus Pocus 2 release day, everyone. I know a lot of you are excited for that. A lot of people planning special parties, special events, anything like that. So Steve, what about you? You plan anything special for the big Hocus Pocus 2 day? No, I'm putting Hocus Pocus 2 aside because there is a bigger title coming out this week. We got finally <laughs> Rob Zombie's The Munsters, and that's all I'm focusing on this week. <laughs> uh, no, seriously, um, I'm, yeah, I'm excited for Hocus Pocus 2. I'm actually going to a not a drive-in, but a place where they you can set up camp chairs and you watch a movie on a big inflatable screen. It's like a local thing that they're doing. So I'm going to do that for Hocus Pocus, be out in the fall cool weather, which is refreshing after a week in hellish Florida. And uh, really looking forward to it. What about you? Doing anything special for the big Hocus Pocus 2 release? Yeah, um, I think so. Well, Salem is doing like a massive event, D23, which apparently is like a special Disney club. They're doing like a huge Hocus Pocus 2 event in town this weekend where they're doing uh, like a party and a special event. You got to be like a D23 member or whatever. So you have to pay like the subscription fee for that. Plus, you have, on top of that, you have to pay $250 a ticket to, just to go to this thing that only includes like a party um, like a little Halloween party and a screening of the movie that everyone will be able to watch for free anyway. Um, but that's why I'm saying come to our Armory Cats event, ladies and gentlemen, because it won't cost you a dime to, well, besides, of course, paying for his autograph, but it won't cost you much just to, you know, go up and uh, meet him and whatnot. So come to that Armory Cats event, October 22nd. Uh, but yeah, Sam and I are just planning to, you know, make some spooky drinks and turn on all our Halloween lights and just watch it in the comfort of our own home. And look at that, ladies and gentlemen, Todd is here looking sexy as ever. Todd, we were just discussing Hocus Pocus 2 uh, release day today, of course. Um, so you and the family plan anything special for that? That's today, right? Yeah, releases yeah, today. Oh, no, I mean, obviously we have to watch it because we're doing a doubleheader review, right? For that and the the monsters, no, maybe watch it tomorrow. I don't know. Sit down with a normal meal and just check it out. I'm just I'm not really too thrilled about it to be honest with you. I think it's going to be a miss, but we'll give it a shot. Yeah, it, it'll be definitely tough to uh, capture that same. I feel lightning twice in the in the bottle, but I, you know I hope at least it's it, it's fun and has that same sort of Halloween aesthetic that the first movie did. But it'll be tough. And there you go. Todd just gave it away. Next week, we are doing a doubleheader, Hocus Pocus 2 and the Monsters. So that Oof. is going to be a very fun week to open <laughs> to open October, too. So it'll be yeah. the first, our first uh, reviews of October and spooky season is officially here. And also, Steve, Movie Club as well, right? That's right. This week? We got uh, Movie Club on the day this episode releases. Totally forget the name of the movie we were watching. Uh, Joe, what is it? You, you picked it. I did pick it. Um, it's called Mass Hysteria. It's a little indie film, only 66 minutes long. So it's a, a nice short watch. I don't know even where you can watch it, Steve. You probably know better it, than me. It's, Tubi. Where else? It's on Tubi. Tubi. Okay, on of Tubi, course. Yeah. Free on yeah. Tubi. Yeah. 
Uh, I just picked it because it was filmed all in Salem, Massachusetts, and it's like a Halloween type movie. So figured it was kind of a good choice. I haven't seen it yet, so if it sucked, I'm sorry. <laughs> I watched the majority of it. It wasn't wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Okay, it's definitely not great, but um, yeah. I apologize for being late, and then I ran into technical difficulties, so that all you know, double trouble. But uh, next week's episode could be a potential huge stinker if both those movies suck especially the monsters well to to Uh, make sure that it isn't a stinker we're gonna have a very nice uh, surprise planned for the end of the episode so i think it's gonna be really cool so at least even if the reviews suck we got we got something brewing to uh, pad the uh, episode and make it special in its own way that's right yeah very cool uh and a lot of people have actually already seen the monsters because if you didn't hear it actually leaked early online uh last week it went made it to all the pirate sites so i know a lot of people uh have already seen it and the early word is it lives up to the hype ladies and gentlemen it's about as bad as we expected so we'll see though i don't know like it's hard to trust stuff though like because lord of the rings got review bombed and i'm sure this is gonna get review bombed even if you kind of like it so i'm I'm, i mean i don't i personally don't think it's gonna be good just based on that trailer but you know we'll see Lords of Salem took me like 10 years to warm up too, so. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, I'm going in with like a pretty open mind. Like, I mean, I'm not expecting much, but, you know, maybe it'll surprise us. <laughs> See, that's the thing with me. My bar is so low that, I mean, it could only surprise me at this point, you know? So I'm looking forward to it. Like, it's going to be a really fun episode. You know, both these movies have been in our news segments for god a long time yeah yeah so it's it's nice that they're both coming out now we have to pack them in together because there are just too many things that we need to review over spooky season uh it's it's gonna be fun i'm looking forward to it but let's talk about this episode we're talking so much about next episode (laughs) i want to make a prediction real quick oh go ahead is to sherry moon share share her butt on this movie hear your name no she doesn't every other movie show it no, I don't think so. Not for uh, Lily. No. And this movie's rated uh, PG. Uh, so right. I, I'm going to say definitely not. Um, but I, I also find it funny that NECA figures, I don't know if you've seen them, they released, they're doing Rob Zombie NECA figures, and everyone says those. that the, the Sherry Moon figure looks like Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, it, and it really does. It's hilarious. <laughs> well, speaking of Hocus Pocus, like you said, Joe, we have our event coming up very soon, October 22nd at Silver Moon Comics, 1 to 5, and followed by screening, which is unfortunately sold out, but you could still meet Omri at uh, this the at Silver Moon, and it's completely free other than the autograph slash photo op price. Um, really looking forward to all that stuff. And it's there's still time for you to go to the crypt and order their Hocus Pocus-inspired menu. It looks awesome. Honestly, I can't wait to try those... Uh, cheeto encrusted chicken wings i think they're the mary sanderson's if i recall so mm-hmm. get in on that and then there's our other event that's october 15th is that the date uh, joe yep yep october 15th we will be having uh, our good friend damien maffey will be returning to silver moon comics as well same time as the army event, one to five not same day not to be sorry if that was confusing but yeah october 15th from one to five silver moon comics come see uh damien as well so Hopefully you can make one of the two events. They should both be uh, a lot of fun. There will not be a screening uh, for the Damien event, but stay tuned because uh, I'm hoping we're going to do a screening for Dark Circles when it comes out, which is my big film debut. 
of course, <laughs> where I play a background actor. But I'm hoping to uh, work with Damien about doing a screening possibly in Salem for that, which would be a lot of fun. So stay tuned. But yeah, if you can't make the Army event, definitely come meet Damien. He's such an awesome guy. Yeah, absolutely. And if you don't believe us, take it from Omri's words himself. So Omri, with a little special message, take it away. It's me, Omri Katz, a.k.a. Max from Hocus Pocus. Just here to let you know, I'm going to be in Salem, Massachusetts on October 22nd at the Silver Moon Comic Store starting at 1 p.m. I'm going to be signing some autographs and meeting fans and whatnot. And then after that, there's going to be a special screening and a Q&A hosted by the Horror Squad podcast at Cinema Salem. So I really look forward to seeing you guys there and don't miss it. All right. So you guys want to questions? Yep. All right, let's do it. Uh, you can ask us those questions on social media at the Horror Squad Podcast. That's on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Or you can join our Discord where you could be in the movie club and hang out with a bunch of wonderful horror fans. And it's a ton of fun. And you can ask us those questions right there. It's actually the easiest for me to find. So I appreciate those who sent it there. But anywhere works for us. The first series of questions are from Chuck. So Chuck, what is your first question? What's up, Horror Squad? Chuck here with a few questions. First question, since I haven't seen Barbarian, we're going to go kind of off the script, which, I mean, that's kind of what I normally do. But first question is, who was your first horror movie crush? For me, it was Nancy from Nightmare on Elm Street. Who's yours? Very nice. It's a great one. Ooh, man. Great question. Um, I would probably say maybe Linnea Quigley. In Night of the Demons, that was definitely a very young, aged movie I watched. So, yeah, I'll go with that. That was your first horror movie, Lust, for sure. Yes, definitely. I oh. thought you would have picked um, Nurse from Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Yeah, I, I, you know, I think I saw, though, uh, so I saw the original Nightmare on Elm Street, but I don't think I saw part three until after, like I had seen Night of the Demons. Like my, we had that VHS like in my house. So I definitely saw Night of the Demons before I saw part three. Let's see, man. I had a huge thing for Nev Campbell from Scream. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Trying to look at some tapes here. Shoot. There's, I mean, every, every movie's got like a beautiful (laughs) woman in it. So it's hard to pick. Nev Campbell's a good one. Linnea, of course. I mean, God. Jeff Lucky was a big one too. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I think every 90s young man. (laughs) To, to this day <laughs> that was like uh this generation's emma roberts you know like everyone's in love with her like everyone loved mm-hmm. jennifer love hewitt wait is that yeah. emma is that the girl from harry potter that one loves what's her oh name? no emma, emma roberts watson. is emma watson, watson yeah. there you go yeah, yeah. Uh, for me i actually went age appropriate at the time <laughs> and that's christina ricci in uh, adam's family so yeah, she, yeah, she's yeah. exactly my age and we're only i think a couple months apart and yeah i totally fell for wednesday at the time i just you know, I was like, man, why aren't a girl like that in my school? You know, she's so awesome. So that was probably my first uh, crush. Like, Lust would probably be Linnea Quigley because of Return of the Living Dead. But crush, I'd say, uh, yeah, Christina Ricci in Adam's Family. Uh, Chuck, what is your second question? Second question. What's a smell that you know smells terrible but you absolutely love it and you can't un- even understand why like you smell it and you're like oh that's gross but i kind of like it for me it's skunk 
gunk. <laughs> Dang. That's funny. Oh, by the way, I totally Jennifer Tilly. Come on. Mm. Oh yeah. One of my first ones. Yeah. Definitely. Bad smells hmm. that you like because you're a freak. Uh, farts, dude. Everyone likes a good strong fart. It's true. I got a gross. I have a gross story, but I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> um, Did it involve sharting? It, no, it just involved farts. <laughs> like the smell is the farts, but I don't. You know, we can go without that. <laughs> no one wants to hear about that. Yeah, I don't know. Skunk, skunk's actually like not a bad one, but it has to be like skunk, like not fresh skunk, because man, that that skunk, that's the worst smell. But like skunk that like sprayed like 20, 30 minutes ago, yeah, it's not so bad. Uh, I'm not going as extreme as you guys. Uh, <laughs> I like the smell of like 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 uh, water that's been sitting there a long time. Like oh, stagnant water, stagnant water, little crusties and shit floating around. Yeah, I don't, I don't like to look at it. I don't like to touch it. <laughs> but that's kind of what Disney attractions smell like. Like if you go to oh, um, yeah. like the Pirates of the Caribbean, or if you go to uh, Splash Mountain, you know, and a bunch of rides like that. I like that smell, even though it's not the best smell. It like reminds me of vacation, mm. you know. So I think that's why I like that particular bad smell. All right. I, I have one that um, I actually legit like. Um, it's cow cow manure. And it sounds weird, but I grew up around cow pastures when I was a kid. So like the whole town, like where I grew up was like dairy farms, so nonstop dairy farms. So like, I, I don't know, just like a cow pasture. Todd, that just reminded me, actually. I feel like this would be a good conversation to have on the podcast, but you went to a couple of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake filming locations, right? I did. Actually, went to one remake and one original location. Um, I was down in Austin where majority of those fil- uh, movies were filmed. It wasn't just like part one. It was two, three, next generation, all that stuff. It's pretty cool, so I'm going to go hit it up again. But I went to the site where the original house stood in the... The climax of the film when Sally's running away, she's running down the road and fucking douchebags cutting her up and then the you know truck driver comes. So I went to that spot, but man, I I'm like two weeks late because there were trucks and bulldozers and it was like this last patch of like it's like a hill and it had it was called Old, Old Country Road, a little dirt road or whatever, and then a hill, and it was like the last part in that little area that everything else was like shopping center, um, apartments, things like that. So it was it was uh, gated off. It had bulldozers. They had a construction, everything. I'm like, man, fucking sucks. So I snuck in. I got a coffee cup and I got, I filled it up with dirt and rocks. I know it sounds lame, but I'm like, I got to have some kind of memento. So I was like, I was super upset, man. Like I was so bummed out because I like had all these visions of me walking up the, the road and taking pictures and stuff like that. And then, you know, lots changed since 74. It doesn't even look like, like you, if you, if this, that's all you know about texas is from tcm like them driving in you'll be like severely disappointed because there's like there's fields of course but in that area it's just all like built up but what i was really happy to see was the that mill that they stop in from the remake where they have the dead body and they wait for the the sheriff to come that's like a hundred percent intact like they have tractor trailers old cars the mill still standing in perfect condition there's a little bit of graffiti you know like kids do whatever a couple broken bottles but like a hundred percent like they shot it like the day before super cool took a ton of photos you can actually get into the thing but you would need help because like it's they attempted to rope um chain it off and stuff but you know people have bent over sheet metal but if you crawl in by yourself you could cut your ass up so if you like go with a friend wherever they hold it you crawl in and they shot the interior there as well so 
um, looked at where Jedediah lived, where they were like getting beat up in the parking lot by the sheriff. It was super cool, man. I, I love that. So if you guys come down for Texas Frightmare, we're definitely checking that out. Very cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I, can't, I can't wait to go check it out. I'm going out to Texas early just to check it out. So <laughs> it should be a fun time. Yeah, we got cemetery from the original. We got the gas station. Mm -hmm. um, we got the actual Texas Chainsaw House. It's now a barbecue joint that's still standing. They just moved it like 30 miles away. So it's going to be a ton of fun. Yeah, can't wait. And Chuck, what is your final question? Next question. What culture do you think has the best food? Mexican, um, Asian cultures, pick, pick an Asian culture. Um, Italian, American, you know, what, what region of, of the world do you think has the best cuisine? Thanks guys. Look forward to the episode. Ooh, well, uh, I mean, I'm going to go Italian since, uh, you know, spicy Italian, I'm Italian. Yeah. But I think most people would tend to agree, but I, I would also say, um, I mean, I love Mexican food, so they, that would be a very, very close second it's hard i'm italian as well so i grew up you know homemade pizza and all that crap i don't know i like i like i love a good chinese i love a good pizza or meatball sub or par chicken parmesan i love american you know traditional american food man it's as mexican's fucking great that is that is too hard to answer yeah and I, i'm asian that's probably my favorite type of food uh more specifically i guess japanese out of all of them uh, American may be my second. I really like just steak. I like steak and potatoes. I, I know it's basic, but if it's good, like it's real good. Like when I went to South Carolina, you know, they had great uh, fried chicken and potatoes and steaks and everything like that. So I'm really looking forward to Texas for that reason, just to have. Wait, was your steak good at Hard Eight, Joe? Because I'm thinking Steve might want a steak from Hard Eight. It, you know, it, it was okay, but it, I wanted it to be better. It wasn't okay. as good. I would just stick to the straight barbecue if yeah. you go there. Oh, man. I just had heartache like two weeks ago. So pretty good. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. I, ironically, I can't wait to go back. Oh, yeah. Ironically, the best steak I've ever had was in the U.S., but at a Canadian restaurant. <laughs> it's uh, at the Canadian restaurant at Epcot at Disney. They had the absolute best steak, which is weird that I went to the U.S. to get a Canadian restaurant to give me the best steak. But let's see. That's 100% USDA <laughs> meat, though, Steve, All right? right. <laughs> so looking forward to Texas. You know, that's always been on my bucket list for food anyway. So, All right. So thank you, Chuck, for those questions. Next question comes to us from Cody, Oddjob versus 007. This movie kept me guessing where it was going and combined two different genres that I didn't think would work. What two genres would you like to see mixed together? I'm curious what two genres he's referring to here. Like, would I saw it be... that too. I was wondering when yeah. I saw that. Um, mm -hmm. slat it would, I guess we can discuss it later, but yeah. Slasher? Monster? I, I think yeah. he means home invasion slash... And home invasion slasher? Slash, Maybe. yeah. Or I creature, would say almost um, creature feature for this. Yeah, one. creature. Yeah, creature feature is a good one. Yeah, I don't know. I, I always, I mean, they've done a lot. I was trying to think like war, ghost. They do that quite a bit, and you know, I was thinking, oh, werewolf war movie, but now they do that too. Dog soldiers, all that. <laughs> but I would always look. I we need we need more werewolves. Yeah, have you seen the cursed yet from this year? It's pretty good. No, I haven't. 
Not bad. I oh, think you'll okay. like it. Let me put it to my watch yeah. list. I mean, it's a period piece, but it's still it's still pretty good. It's I don't think it'll make my top ten, but uh, I think I gave it like three and a half on Letterboxd. Oh. It was solid, man. But it was a, a really interesting, really interesting take on the werewolf genre. Very different. I've mentioned this a few times, but I would love to see a found footage slasher movie because we really haven't seen that, I don't think, yet. So I think that would be really, really cool. Yeah. There's nothing was, I can um, think of was anyway. Was that Australian one found footage? Which one? From a yeah. while back with the Australian guy in the outback and he kidnapped her. Oh. What was the it? Fuck? I don't, I don't I, remember. I can, it wasn't found footage, but why can I never think of what that movie's called? There's like seven of them, isn't there? Is there? I, I, finally, like, I know I've seen one and two. Yeah. And there's a TV show too, I think. Yeah, but what's the name? What's the freaking name of that movie? Yeah, I, I'm also trying it's to. They did an autograph signing recently with the guy who, uh, who plays the killer, yeah. Australian slasher. Is his name Mick or something? It, 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 I believe yeah. it is. Well, we gotta figure this out. Wolf Creek. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think it is found footage. Now that I see these stills. No, it's not. Hmm. Yeah. Well, they cool. had that uh, faux documentary one, which oh, was... Pakepsi tapes. I uh, know. Leslie, the... Leslie Vernon. Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, yeah. Not not Leslie Vernon. What what's his name? Is it uh, Leslie Vernon? I mean, that's the... yeah. The rise of yeah, the rise what, of... yeah. behind the mask. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, we're gonna behind be the mask. Ter- terrible on trivia tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Behind the mask, the rise of Leslie Vernon. Yeah. Good and movie. then but, uh, and then I just kind of answered my own question. Uh, Pakepsi tapes is definitely like mm. a found footage slasher style movie. Right. So. Absolutely. For me, easy one, Demon Nun <laughs> with a porno, I think Ooh. would be my two. I'm sure there's one, Steve. <laughs> I'm sure there's one. It's got to be. Yeah, no, uh, seriously, I, I don't know. Yeah, They have so up. many uh, different mashups of genres already. Like there's something for everyone out there. But I would definitely like more like ghost type stuff. Not slasher ghosts, but I don't know. Just do something different with ghosts. Like I, I feel that they need to bring back the ghost genre and do <laughs> do something crazy with it. I'm not gonna tell you what website I found this on. I'm sure you, you guys can, can guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Demonic c word, and yeah. it's got the nun right there. She is. Perfect. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wish granted. Thank, thank you, Wishmaster. <laughs> <laughs> the costulator. Yeah. <laughs> So we do have uh, more questions, but they are relating directly to the movie we're reviewing. So we're going to ask them at the end of the show. So thank you, everyone, who sent in some questions. We really appreciate it. All right. You guys want to do some what watched? Absolutely. I have one. So are you are you talking to Me too. No, oh. I do. I have one too. I have two. So <laughs> well, I'll go first. I got it played up right here. All right. This one is 1963's The Haunted Palace. This is on Amazon Prime starring Vincent Price. And this one is, you know, the typical like 1700s kind of thing where Vincent Price and his hot wife, um, they're kind of like the town pariahs. They think they're they're doing witchcraft and stuff. They are. They are. So they're caught. They end up burning Vincent Price at the stake, which is actually a really cool like effect for 63. They like light him on fire and then they show a dummy burning and it's actually really effective. And then very specific number 110 years later it comes up on the screen 110 years later i'm like why 110 but anyway vincent price is like uh ancestor of course it looks just like him because of vincent price he comes back to the town to claim his inheritance which is the haunted palace and all the townsfolk are like oh shit like he's gonna get that 
uh, house. We don't want him here. He looks just like that motherfucker from 110 years ago, which does make sense that they know that. But anyway, like something happens where the spirit of Vincent Price from 110 years ago comes to claim the body of his ancestor and he's fighting within him. Like long story short, he takes over his body and starts doing evil shit. And they're trying to like bring upon the end of the world or something like that. I really liked it. The sets are like phenomenal. The graveyard scenes, the haunted palace itself, underground stuff is really cool. Vincent Price is just a gem. I mean, what else can you say about him? His wife is super hot and the townspeople have this really creepy effect because he, he, of course he cursed the town before he died. Um, so now people are born with kind of like burns. So like some people have like their eyes burned over with like, you know, scar tissue and stuff like that. So it looks pretty cheap, especially in high def, but it's still a really cool effect that they went with. So Haunted Palace over on Prime from 1963. My first one this week is a movie I watched over on Shudder from 2022, and it's called Saloum. Uh, so this movie is French, but it comes from Senegal in Africa. It's about a group of mercenaries who are bringing back a cartel member and and a bunch of stuff that they need to bring back to uh, the cartel like headquarters as part of an exchange. But all of a sudden, uh, as they're escaping their uh, big bust, their plane goes down and they end up in a town that has a supernatural curse and kind of a weird vibe to it. And there's a lot of tension and stuff like that. And then these kind of demon ghosts start attacking and the mercenaries uh, have to stick together to get out of the town, defeat the ghosts, and be able to escape with their lives. This movie is an extremely effective and very good drama, but the horror leaves a lot to be desired, and that's the biggest downfall of this movie. As a drama, it works really, really well. The characters are amazing, They go through these really deep, like kind of real life issues, you know, past abuse and uh, racism and, you know, like child abuse and stuff like that, like really tough shit that they deal with. Uh, You can see why they became mercenaries. You know, it has to do with how they were raised and the tough lives that they lived and how it was their only way out. They meet a uh, deaf kind of badass woman that uh, helps them out on their quest and she has more issues and it's a really really good film if you look at the dramatic side but all of a sudden these fucking cgi demons come into play that completely kind of really hurts the movie like this was a four and a half star out of five until the stupid cgi demons come in which brought it down to three and a half film now it's still very good uh, I, I really enjoyed it. It was the first film I've ever seen from Senegal. Uh, you know, I'm trying to complete that map on Letterboxd. And I really appreciate it for that. You know, it's a different culture. And you really get to feel, you get a sense of that culture in the movie. It's just too bad that the horror part of it is what was ultimately the uh, the big issue with this one. So that's Saloum over on Shutter. All right, my... Uh... First and only one tonight, uh, I actually went out to the theater actually the same day as Barbarian. So I did myself a little double feature, but I went and saw uh, the premiere. Uh, Cinema Salem was doing a premiere of Out There Halloween Megatape, which uh, if you had seen uh, 2013's WNUF Halloween special, uh, it is basically the follow up to that movie. So almost 10 years later, um, the director finally released uh, the quote unquote sequel Although yeah, there's not really much, you know, as far as following a story along. But it's it's almost identical to the first WNUF Halloween special where 
it is made to look like a bootleg um, instead of, you know, with WNUF, it was a bootleg uh, like 1980s news special. Um, this one is a uh, 1990s bootleg tape of uh, a couple different recordings. Uh, the first one is a sort of think of like the Ricky Lake show. So it's uh, set like that um, on Halloween. And, uh, you know, the audience is all in Halloween costumes. The talk show host is in the Halloween costume. And she just like interviews different people, like one girl who uh, was having a sexual affair with a ghost and has to reveal it to her husband and uh, stuff like that. So that that segment was like extremely fun and I loved it. And the commercials were uh, amazing through that. And then we hit, um, so then that ends, that lasts about probably about 30 to 40 minutes. And then we get the second part of the movie, which takes us to a a sci-fi television special called Out There. And that's where the movie lost me a bit, unfortunately. So out there, you know, if you ever, uh, I know Todd, I think, listen to that, uh, has mentioned this before, like that radio broadcast show where like the guy would talk about Coast to Coast well, AM. Yeah, Coast to Coast yeah. AM. Yeah. It's very similar to that where it is a uh, one hour, think of kind of like, it's something like Fox would have did. Like if anyone remembers like Alien Autopsy back in the day that like they, that special TV special they did on Fox. So it's, it was sort of like that, but they're, you know, investigating this secret sort of area 51 type facility. And, you know, it was like, okay. But the problem was like, it lost the Halloween aspect that the first part of the movie did. And that's why I liked WNUF, the original WNUF, WNUF a lot better. Cause like that one, you know, they focused on, you know, like uh, ghost hunters at like a potential haunted house. Whereas this one just kind of delves straight into, you know, straight sci-fi and it just goes on way too long. It, it takes up about an hour of the, of the movie. Cause the movie runs at about hour 40, hour 45 minutes. And I, I just wish they broke it up into three different segments, you know, kind of like a anthology Cause it just, it just overstays its welcome and the novelty, like even with the commercials, like wear off after a while. So, you know, overall, like it was a decent one-time watch. I would definitely recommend W the uh, WNUF Halloween special over this one, but you know, I, I gave it a three out of five over on Letterboxd. So, you know, it's worth a, maybe a one-time watch. All right. My last one this week is another movie on shutter also in 2022 and it's called Speak No Evil. So this one is, you have a couple, they're from uh, Denmark, and they go to vacation in Italy, uh, where they meet another couple who are Dutch, so from Holland, and they strike up a friendship in, in on their vacation, they have a good time, and then the movie leaves it at that. A couple months later, or a few weeks later, we're not sure, uh, they get a postcard from the family in in Holland saying, we really enjoyed, you know, meeting you in Italy. We had a great time. Why don't you come up for a weekend at our house in Holland? We'll show you around and everything like that. So uh, the couple, you know, they're kind of like, yeah, you know, why not? You know, it's, they're kind of hesitant a little bit because they don't really know them. But, you know, their their lives are a little boring. They're having a dinner party and they realize that they need a little adventure. So they bring their daughter to this house in uh, with the other couple in Holland and then the movie takes a fucking turn and you might as well call this uncomfortable the movie because it's an hour and 15 minutes like the movie's like an hour 35 but the first 15 are all based on the good stuff that happens on vacation but then it's pure suspense and 
uncomfortableness and situations where you're like, Ooh, what would I do in this situation? Uh, you're also frustrated as a viewer because the way that the characters react to things is not how you would probably react to those things, or maybe it would be, and I don't know, but this is a dark fucking film. There is not a lot of joy to be had in this film. And it's got a very A24 feeling. You know, it shows like big landscapes and it's got that foreboding music throughout the whole thing. The fact that it's uh, like part in Danish, part in Dutch, but mostly in English. Because so one family is Danish, one's Dutch, but they communicate in English together. So the majority of the film, they speak English. And it just as you uncover what's going on, it just gets worse and worse and worse. And the twists and turns of this movie are constant. Every time you think it's going to go one way, it goes completely another way. And honestly, this is one of my favorite films I've watched this year. The only thing that brings it down is the end is a, leaves a little bit to be desired, mostly because I don't understand the motivation and I don't understand why the characters did what they did. But and it's also like, there's no joy to be had in this movie at all. But other than that, this is an experience of a film and I do highly recommend it. But trigger warning, it's fucked up. <laughs> like just it's psychologically fucked up and not so much visually fucked up, but psychologically fucked up. So that's Speak No Evil over on Shutter. What did you give it on Letterboxd? Uh, four out of five. Four out of five. Kid, kid stuff fucked yes. up? Uh, there, there's kid stuff that's fucked up. Yes. Right. Yeah. Well, I look forward to well, it. Well, if it's going to make your list, I got to watch it. So Yeah, I'm going to watch oh, it. Sure. Yeah. It, it, right now, it's like number six or five or something, but you know, might not make it. Well, the year's almost me. over. So. Yeah, but there's big hitters at the end of the yeah, year. I so guess. I'm hoping. Uh, but Monsters. It's, it's, I, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do think uh, Joe should take. watch it for sure. That's yeah. you, you and not sure, but because of the kid stuff. But... I mean, that review just sold me for sure. So. Yeah, <laughs> I'm looking forward to Smile of all things. I'm, might, I'm seeing it Friday. Might be a sleeper. Yeah, I saw that. Might be a yeah. sleeper hit. Yeah, it kind of reminds fun. me of that one where they're uh, Would You Rather? Or was it? What was the one? Truth or Dare? Truth or Dare? Yeah, Truth, yeah it does remind me of Truth or Dare. That's. Yeah, uh... yeah that cool. one was all right. <laughs> but this one, yeah, I was telling Steve we were talking about this before you came on. Uh, well, we're talking about the marketing campaign for it, which mm. is amazing. Which is terrifying. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, and then we were talking about... Shit, now I forget what I was going to say. What, what else were we talking about, Steve? Do you remember? Um, mostly the marketing campaign and how brilliant it was. And Are they like really that. doing yeah. that in, like, live? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're, like, they're getting pr primo games. seats at, like, baseball That's games fucking and insane. In events, and they're having... They pay, obviously, the camera to focus on them a couple times, you know? Yeah. It's a great marketing ploy, you know, because but people the, ask, what the fuck is this? And Yeah, do the baseball announcers, are they, like, in on it? Probably not. Yeah. Like, I don't think... Are they it, saying, it, like, what the fuck? Maybe, because they're, they're just reacting to what's on screen, right? Right. And, I, yeah, it's... It's crazy, dude. That's it's really great. cool. Yeah, I, I love when people do, like, different marketing things like that. It's, it's mm -hmm. just better, you know, especially when you're a low-budget... Well, not super low-budget, but a low-budget horror film. It's a... When was the last time anybody did anything like that? Uh, the last time I remember was the Dark Knight. They've had Joker cards everywhere that would oh. put people on a like a hunt, but that, that's a big budget movie, you know. It's a, yeah. I don't know about. Cool. I mean, obviously they all had like there's that one that said that it was a movie that they found in some place, you know, uh, mm. or it's the scariest movie ever, or it's a cursed movie. You've seen a lot of that kind of shit. Yeah, but, that's pretty cool. 
or remember in video games there was a game i think it was mass effect where they threw out cop advanced copies of the games from like a spaceship well, that was, well not a spaceship but like a really really high plane you know and they just parachuted down in the u.s and people had to find them and they got like advanced copies that's cool and, and then someone died trying to climb a tree to uh to get retrieve one of those games and stuff so yeah hit and miss those campaigns but i appreciate the effort yeah i remember one of the really good ones was uh the ring where uh they were just going putting uh the tape like you know samara's tape on like people's cars and stuff like that and it was just like a blank vhs and then and that's how they were doing the market campaign for that which is pretty dang cool very cool all right trivia Trivia. Okay, I gave a Joe a point last time because my math is terrible and he actually earned one. So the points for this quarter are uh, Steve and I tied at 15 apiece with Joe and 13. So who's going to take it tonight, I wonder? Yeah, and uh, by the way, this is it for the quarter. It's all for all the marbles here. Yeah. Um, so I want to go first this week because I'm de- I'm bringing back a question I asked like maybe a few, year- back. a few years ago. <laughs> Uh, it's a totally different category that we've done, and I'm bringing three questions from it. Kayla did send me some questions. I'm going to use them next week. So the three questions I'm going to ask this week, I took a horror movie's title. I went to see what the French translation of that title is, and then I retranslated it back into English because it it pops out a different title, you know, if you, like, use it word for word. So you have to guess what movie it is based off the new English translation. So English title to, to French, back to English, changes the title of the movie. Okay. So for example, I'll give you a non-horror example. Home Alone in French is Mama, j'ai raté l'avion, which translates to Mom, I missed the airplane. So, <laughs> I like it. Yeah, so that, it's Mom, a weird... Mom, I missed the airplane. Exactly. So that's why... <laughs> All right, was... that's not... Yeah, that's difficult. Yeah, but you would know what that was. Mom, I miss the airplane would give you an uh, idea. Yeah, of... Con Air. I would have said Con Air, but really? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Down the bonnet. All right. So the first one is Inside the Black. Inside can the you black. say it in French, please? I can. Le Black. Uh, thank you. Dans le noir. Okay. Inside the Black. I mean, Pitch Black? That'd be my first no. guess. The movie. Inside the black. I feel like black has something to do with it. Uh, Pitch Black's a good guess. Any guesses? You can try to guess Genjo if you got any. I'm drawing a blank. Inside uh, the black. Um, is it? I'll give you guys a hint. Okay. It's, it's in the 2010s. Ooh. 2010s. Uh, no idea. Joe, any guess? Blair Witch. Wrong. It was 1999. <laughs> no, the, no, the remake. Oh, yeah. Uh, so the answer <laughs> was Lights Out. Oh, oh yeah. okay. Makes I sense. can see that. Yeah. Inside the yeah. Black. Why Why is that, though, Joe? I mean, Steve, that they want to just call it Lights Out in Be- French. Because Lights Out is an expression that it doesn't translate well into French. Okay. Mm. Like so turning off the lights? Yeah, it just, you know, that's what they do usually. If it If it's not an expression that French people use, they'll use like a different similar sounding title okay and when you translate it back to english it just sp- spits out something co- completely different all right i got all from kayla tonight thank you miss kayla kayla match the plot to the movie Ooh. all right 
Pete is an American journalist who writes about travel hotspots. His next assignment takes him on a small tourist boat ride through a river in the Australian outback. The tour guide, Kate, tells the tourists about the crocodile infested waters below them. When their boat becomes stranded, try to help someone, things take a turn for the worse. Is it croc? Incorrect. I mean, I know this movie, but I just can't. Yeah, I'm trying to remember the title. I'm not, I'm not placing it. Uh, let's see. The dude, one of the characters was the main character in the movie Avatar. Okay. Sam Worthington. Sam Worthington. It's from 2007. You guys are on the right track. You just can't think of the title. I got it. Let's go Saltwater. Saltwater. Incorrect. The answer is Rogue. Rogue. Uh, yeah, that's I right. can picture cool. the poster in my head. Yeah. Can... Same. No. <laughs> like rogue all right good one well my questions yeah my questions are all from kayla tonight as well so thank you kayla all right so here's a good one pretty obscure for me anyway i didn't know this answer in friday the 13th part six jason lives camp crystal lake has been renamed what i don't have a clue it's uh it's camp uh you're on the right track. It is camp. <laughs> camp Arawak. Camp uh, Wadakaki or something like that. Uh, I I did not know this, and I, I don't remember it. Uh, camp Forest Green. Oh, oh. yeah, way off. Mm-hmm. I thought they stuck with like the Native American theme. Guess not. All right. So this title in French is Le Spectre Maléfique, which translated in English, <laughs> The Evil Spectre. Evil Spectre? Is it Phantasm? Nope. Evil Spectre. Um, Evil Sphincter. (laughs) The Exorcist. Wrong. I'll give you one more guess. I'm not going to give you the decade again because that's it. I don't want to do the same thing twice. We reviewed this movie, so you get one more guess each. We reviewed this movie. On the pot, yeah. I'm sure sure this time, not something I thought we reviewed. (laughs) (laughs) Which one was that that we were thinking about? Stigmata? Stigmata. Yeah. <laughs> the Evil Spectre. The Evil Spectre. We reviewed it. What the fuck? Mm. Lady in White. Wrong. That's right. That was a good guess. Dang. I was kind of thinking that too. Just join Shudder uh, for those interested to watch it. Just join Shudder. They did. No, yeah. that's uh, Lady in White. No, Lady in uh, White did. Yeah. yeah, I saw that. The Evil, Evil Spectre. Spectre huh? Spectre's Shit. Ghost. It is. And it's the evil ghost. <laughs> the evil ghost. Uh, hey, yikes. I got another one. Not, Joe doesn't you, have any. You, you, you called it about us not doing well in trivia tonight. Uh, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I got nothing. Right. Do you want one last guess? Is no? it the changeling? Wrong. Damn. So the answer is Candyman. That's oh. the title for it? Yep. That's strange. That is strange. Huh. He's kind of a ghost. It's like calling Halloween. Like, yeah, no, he is. He is a ghost. Uh, oh, that's true. <laughs> Evil Spectre. Okay, I'm using this one, Kayla. After all, um, even though I think we've asked it before, but we'll see. What is the subtitle for the sequel to 2001: Maniacs? Oh, to to the sequel? Yes. There's More maniacs. That... <laughs> I didn't, I didn't even know they had a sequel. <laughs> they did. Is, I never seen isn't it. Isn't Robert England in it? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> or is that the remake? Mm, he's in 
Well, I, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a remake, but yeah, he's from the original slash um, remake. Yeah, yeah, I got nothing. Really? It's uh, I never. I definitely haven't seen it. Field of Screams. Okay. Field yeah. of Screams. Yeah. Didn't even know there was. We fucking suck tonight. Yeah, yeah. yeah we <laughs> do. We suck bad tonight. <laughs> <Goose> <laughs> All right. Well, maybe this will help. All right. Is it my turn? Right now. Yeah. Yes. All right. We've definitely had this question before because I remember it, but uh, it's been a while. What was the original title for Hocus Pocus? Maybe the, maybe the, I should have saved this for next week. The witches. I'm not. Incorrect. Uh, the black candle. No, good guess no, though. Good guess. Actually, um, the working title for Hocus Pocus Two was Black Flame yeah. Candle. Mm-hmm. Well, then I get the point. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, the correct answer is a uh, Halloween House. Oh, the original title. Okay. Yes. I can dig it. I can dig it. Mm-hmm. That would be and a it was supposed to be next week. And of and of course, it was supposed to be more horror than comedy, based on Mick Garris's original hmm. screenplay. I don't know where you get the Halloween house from that movie, though. I mean, their house, but it's not like a main thing. I mean, it takes place on Halloween night, and they go to like the house, okay. and yeah. that's where he lights the black flame candle. So, I mean, yeah. I guess I kind of get it, but Hocus Pocus is better. Yeah, it's more yeah. kitty. Yeah. All right, Frenchman. All right. Last one. French Canadian. <laughs> La vengeance des fantômes. Ah, oui. The vengeance of the ghosts. <laughs> the vengeance of the ghosts. Uh, um, gosh. I will vengeance. say um, the fog. Wrong. Ooh, good guess. Good, good, good guess, though. I, the fog was one of them that I checked, but it was just the fog. So in French, too. Le, le fog. <laughs> the venge- vengeance of the ghosts. Could be anything. <laughs> uh, yeah, angry ghosts. Um, oh, I get. Oh, I have another guess. Guess it. Thirteen ghosts. Oh, Wrong. Good, good guess, guess too. That's a very good guess. Um, the others. That's no. The others. <laughs> Not, yeah, yeah. The, the others in French was also like les autres. So the others. <laughs> this is a very fun game, but we we're striking our brains out. Aren't <laughs> sure. you're, you're, you're like all on the right track. You know, it's just not. Yeah. Uh, so, the correct one. So I'll give you what guys another different hint. Just okay. one last guess each. It's a movie that has sequels. So it's, um, a, it's a bit of a franchise. Oh. Oh, I have a guess. Okay, you, Go you, for it. Well, I'm yeah, trying to. You, you just get one guess. <laughs> Paranormal activity. Yeah, that was my guess too. It's not. No. Okay, that wasn't my guess. I give a guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, Todd. Last um, guess. I don't know. Poltergeist. Yes. Is it? No, that's yeah. Yeah. There you go. Nice. That's such a long title for such a. <laughs> okay, what what does poltergeist mean in French then? It's just yeah. That's there's no. There's know, no equivalent. Yeah. There's no equivalent. So it's ghosts, angry ghosts. Yeah. You know? Huh. Interesting. There we go. All right. We broke through. See, it's, <laughs> it's both a new type of question and educational. <laughs> yes. It's a French class. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, Kristen Stewart rose to stardom oh. thanks to Twilight. Mm. But which horror film did she star in just a year earlier? Ooh. Which I did not know. I did not know she was in a horror film earlier. Oh, The Messengers. Correct. Sorry, the theaters. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Any good? Yeah. Ah, man, I haven't seen it since theaters. I remember thinking it wasn't great, though. Ghosts, I imagine. Yeah. I, it's like it ta- I remember it takes place on like a farm. 
Mm. Uh, that's that's really all I remember. I feel like there's a scarecrow in it at some point too, but that's really all I remember. <laughs> Didn't uh Jennifer Lawrence do a horror movie before she became huge? It sounds possible. House on the End of the Block or Oh yeah, yeah, Sam Love Street that movie. or something like that. I, no, I, is that Jennifer Lawrence? Though? House on the Edge of the Same here. She she shut the door. She's in her other she office. She said, "Leave me alone." Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm gonna have to look it up. I can't leave J Lo. Or J Lo, not J Lo. Yeah, but the, I think you're right. She definitely was in some sort of movie like that. Hold on. Uh, House on the End of the Street. Yes. Yeah, I think Sam likes that one. I think it's a remake, too, if I'm not mistaken. Hmm. All right, right, my turn. Yep. All right. Closest <laughs> wins. Oh. Okay. I feel like we maybe had this one, too, but I'm not sure. <laughs> okay, how many pages? Oh. How many pages are in Stephen King's novel, It? um let's go with 900 900 okay i'm gonna go it's a big fucking novel it is big that's probably pretty fucking close um i'm gonna but i want to give a little i don't want to be a dick with it you know? <laughs> 901, 901. Uh, uh, i hate those people <laughs> i'll go 800 todd takes it down <sighs> The correct um, answer, 1,138 pages. I was going to go 1,000. That would have been closer. Cool. Not, not as long as book to Oh, pulled away with it. 17 to Steve's 15 to Joe's 14. Nice. Punishments will be swift Ooh. and severe once I figure Next it week? out. <laughs> well, we yeah, got a lot to watch. So I think the monsters is enough punishment. <laughs> <laughs> you guys right. are watching Hocus Pocus Part 2. It's <laughs> the clown sequel. <laughs> out there there's a clown but in like it's, it's, it, there, there's four of them remember <laughs> yeah. we oh, watched them right, already yeah. psychopath I, I only watched two of them i only watch uh trump versus the illuminati and uh <laughs> there's also his the other there's also his other movie noah's shark which i've heard good things about Gosh. Oh, that's <laughs> two one zero overall scores though myself 53 joe 48 steve at 42 cool i had to look through the fucking cellar of tubi <laughs> <laughs> you make you gotta make sure it's available in Canada too. That's true. Yep. All right. Watch this movie. Yep. Let's do it. Let me pull her up real quick. Has this lead actress been in anything else? She was. I, I liked her. I looked her I up. Didn't I didn't see anything. She, else. Yeah, yeah. She, she was in um, an episode of Black Mirror. Ah, okay. I recognize her. I just don't remember which segment it was in. Yeah. All right, Barbarian 2022, currently in theaters. So like always with a theater watch, we are going to spoil it at some point, probably sooner than later. So if you haven't watched the movie, please don't listen to the episode unless you like being spoiled. Come back later and listen to what we have to say. Directed by Zach Kreger. Some stay for a night. Some stay for a week. Some never leave. In a town for a job interview, a young woman arrives at her Airbnb late at night only to find that it has been mistakenly double booked and a strange man is already staying there. Against her better judgment, she decides to stay the night anyway, but soon discovers that there is much more to be afraid of in the house than the other house guest. Ooh. All right, so our main character, uh, she's a young lady and she's going to Detroit. For those that are outside the, uh, the United States, some parts of Detroit are pretty decrepit. We used to have a big uh, auto industry there. It left some years back, which plunged the area into like, you know, squalor and things like that. So there's entire neighborhoods that are just uninhabited, burned down buildings. You can buy houses for like a thousand bucks and stuff like that. So a lot of people do that. So when you see this movie, you see here Airbnb is the only house on the block that's 
habitable and nice and that's actually accurate to the area so she goes there gets airbnb shows up late at night uh, she can't get in no one's answering the phone she knocks on the door and then a young man mr skarsgård who played it he answers the door and he's a little weary he's nice but he's kind of like a little off it's a little off-putting right eventually he talks her into staying at the airbnb and they'll call together and try to figure it out because he booked it on another app and it's double booked now so eventually, you know, he does some things that are a little bit like iffy. Is he a creeper? Is he not? You're leaving, you're left guessing that. Eventually she goes to bed at night and awakes, awakens to her door being open. And she automatically blames it on him. He's like, no, it wasn't me. It wasn't me, blah, blah, blah. And then things start happening. And I'm just going to leave it at that because if you're, I really don't want people to get spoiled by this movie. Like, please, I, if you, even if you like spoils, do not get spoiled. Go completely into that movie without watching the trailer if you can or don't read about it, just go watch it. And I think you'd be, it's a better experience, the less you know. Um, so leave it at that. So spoiler warning, here we go. Man, this movie was a fucking ride, man. Like I had seen the trailer and I think I saw it during the uh, the, the Peel movie, the last one, but I thought it was just gonna be like, kind of like a slasher, I'm gonna kidnap you kind of thing. I did not expect this to happen. And overall the experience was very positive. I was really into it. It was left me guessing it had some weird tonal shifts and like stuff like that but i'm gonna leave it there that i heavily enjoyed it i do have some criticisms and i do have some stuff i want to talk about delve in deeper but overall my impression was positive uh yeah i went into this completely blind i think the only reason we even decided to review this was because of all the positive uh stuff we were seeing about it on our discord and just in the horror community in general but yeah i mean todd's right go in completely blind because it's the best way you can do it i I hadn't seen a trailer for this nothing uh this movie is fucking bonkers like it 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 does and it starts uh, you know i would say the strongest part of this movie might be the the opening like segment and i'm gonna call them segments because there's like three different movies here like it really does feel like an anthology in places but the part with uh bill skarsgård and this lead actress it's just it's so good it's so tension filled and you just never trust bill skarsgård's character and it's just such a great kind of way to kind of throw you off the scent of what is to going to happen and then like when they do finally discover this underground room and you quickly see something and boom, it takes you into a completely different movie and like a completely different story. Um, you're like, and like, I remember like, it was so jarring. Like my brain was like processing, processing like what I just saw while Justin Long is fucking driving along in this car, man. Yeah. It's, it's put together really, really well. It's acted fantastically throughout. I mean, I can't wait to discuss this with you guys. Cause there's so many different, like layers to this movie to unpack and i know we're all gonna kind of wait to um reveal kind of this big twist that comes about towards i guess the end of the justin long segment of the film but man i i really enjoyed uh what i saw here and i i I, (laughs) and it's an experience like todd said It, it takes you on a ride and you're either gonna go along for it or you're gonna jump off and i think some people might jump off but for me i was along for the ride yeah, that's a lot of the same for me. Um, I knew nothing about this film at all when I went to see it. I saw the poster. I saw people talking about it, saying that it was good, and that's it. And I knew Justin Long was in it. That, that's really all I knew about this movie, and I think that was the best way to experience it. Unfortunately, I don't think a ton of people experienced it, judging by the zero people in my theater, other than my wife and I, So, which is nice for me. But 
you know, it's kind of a shitty thing for a horror movie. I was, yeah, the whole movie, I was just really into it. You know, just kept thinking, what would I do in this situation? And how would I react in the situation? A lot of it was avoidable. And I want to talk about that at some point. I think a little bit of due diligence on her part could have kept her away from the situation completely. Uh, But still, you know, the tension of the first segment, like Joe said, I also see this as a three-part anthology. The first part of this segment with Bill Skarsgård and that other actress was just so good. Both of them on their A-game. You feel for her because you know women, you know, a lot of bad stuff happens to them and you you feel like why she doesn't trust him. Then you feel for him too, like if he is a good guy, He's being judged kind of unfairly, but if he's a bad guy, you know, it's, it was just, you didn't know, you didn't know where it was going. And that, cause I didn't know the twist. I really had no idea kind of where this movie is taking us. And then you go into the Justin Long thing about a guy being canceled, which is very relevant to today's times. Now I think this segment was the weakest of the three personally, uh, just because, even though I like Justin Long, I think like the, I don't care about a celebrity being canceled. Like, I don't care about their plight at all. You know, it's like, I don't give a shit. So, uh, but it was interesting how it led into the third segment, which is basically taking the first two segments and mashing them together into kind of the final reveal. And that was, holy shit, just crazy. And that's the part that I can't wait to discuss with you guys. So let's get into it. I think we've uh, beat around the bush enough. So what do you guys think of what this movie is ultimately really about? So I told my daughter, I'm like, don't you ever go into a fucking house like that? She's like, I know I'm not stupid. So that's like, to your point, Steve, it's like, just drive. You can go to a motel. I know, I know it's a movie. You got to make the movie happen. But there were a lot of choices where it's like, Skarsgård, why are you going all the way into this fucking tunnel? Girl, why are you going all the way into this fucking tunnel? Guys, why are we not, why are we going back in the basement again? We just got fucking locked in the basement and you didn't even prop it up and you barely caught it. It's like. It's a lot of stuff like that where it's like it could have been fleshed out or reworked a little bit to make it make more sense or more believable. I, I don't even think you uh, I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> it's fucking insane, man. When the fucking. All right. First of all, I think Barbarian's the wrong title for this. It should have been just been called Mother. I think that would have been cooler. And you don't know like, wait, there's no mother character in this on the post. And then this fucking tittied monster comes out of nowhere. Um <laughs> I, it was fucking nuts, man. It was fucking nuts. And it was jarring. Like, you're slamming Bill's head against the wall, breaking it apart, and then it cuts Justin Long singing. It's it's like, I don't know. Like, where do we begin? Like, all right, that first scene. Let's begin there. Like, you guys already mentioned. Fantastic. And like Steve said, you feel for both of them because they're both like, you know, is she being a little bit, is she being, she came into the fucking house and you can't pin it on him. Like, you, you still came into the house, but then he's like, also kind of creepy too and like but that's just because he's kind of socially awkward and he's like that whole scene where he's like oh um i was gonna pour you some wine and he goes on for like three minutes of just non-stop talking that was like really effective but um ultimately though like i wanted more from this movie even though it went to weird places i still didn't think it turned the corner for me like i i wanted more baby shit like i wanted more stuff like that and i think like it was kind of the end of it where the mom character is going after the main girl would have made more sense if we had more interactions on screen with the mom and the main girl like babying her more and i think a really cool scene would have been scars being alive but brain damaged 
from getting his head smashed in and like literally being a baby and taking care of him. I think that would have been such a, such a cool, scary segment. Like imagine Justin Long, that whole scene where she's trying to force breastfeed him, which is insane to say, but imagine seeing Skarsgård in a little fucking like um, a onesie or something in the corner shitting himself because he's fucked up. Like, I think that would have been like, they went there, but not like they'd never turned completely into like crazy territory, but I'll stop there. Let you guys go. Yeah, oh, there's so much to unpack here. Skarsgård is such a good actor, and to kill him off so early it was kind of a bummer because, like, I, I feel like he's such a, he's so strong. But Justin Long's great too, and I agree with you. It would have been great. That would have been very effective if we saw Skarsgård kind of fucked up and she was kind of taking care of him. And I, I don't know when to like get into this part too, because like this movie is all obviously sort of like a social commentary as well. Like about kind of like the female perspective and what you know women kind of go through and you know and i thought that was really interesting too and you know there's this you know a whole thing about justin long's character and it's very layered with him about you know at times you're like you know maybe you know it did he do it did he not do it but then obviously we find out yeah i mean he's really a piece of shit character um here i thought i mean and that's what I'm saying. There's just like so much to unpack here. I really don't know where to start. Um, but it's the barbarian character. Like at the end of the day, she, she's a victim. Like, and and it's sad, you know. And y- y- you do feel for her by the end of the movie. But we don't get there, of of course, until the end. So you're you're sitting there terrified of her uh, this entire movie. And then I guess let, let's get into. I want to talk about Richard Brakes part of this movie too which is the third part of this movie if we're going into our anthology which we haven't mentioned yet so basically the third part of this movie introduces us to richard brake's character um and richard brake of course you know him from most rob zombie movies um and he'll also be in the monsters for next week so you know staying on theme but basically what we come to find out is that you know richard brake lived in this house originally back in i don't know what the time period 70s maybe 60s 70s something like that yeah and he was a terrible person he was essentially um a a serial killer that was kidnapping women in his area and he's the one that created this whole underground layer that we have discovered and from there we come to find out that this barbarian that is living down there is essentially a a product of years of rape and incest um, done by uh, this Richard Brake character. He was basically bringing these women down, you know, raping them, killing them. They would, some of them would have children. Then he would rape and kill the other, you know, the products of those people and just, you know, down the line of incest. And what he created was this barbarian character. I mean, extremely disturbing, extremely sad. And I'll, I'll leave it at that and let you guys hear your thoughts on, on that part of it. Yeah, that was fucked up uh, for sure. Now I thought there would be more of them down there because at one point um, the main girl meets like a kind of homeless guy. Homeless guy. Yeah. yeah. And he says, that's not the worst thing down there. Right. Now he probably meant Richard Brake's character in retrospect, but when he said that, my mind immediately went to, "Oh shit, there's more of them down there, and maybe someone even crazier than, like at least the one that we had seen, the barbarian, uh, had some kind of redeeming factor that she just basically just wanted to be a mother and was protective, right? Whereas if there were more that were worse than her, that would have been interesting to see, like how far they could have gone with that, but. Uh, it's almost like that line kind of confused me because then there was really nothing else down there. And I kind of expected that the whole time. 
I agree. And like, I was like, oh, 100% agree. Like, I thought they were going to go. That's another part of the issues I had is like, oh, okay, now we got something else. Like, what, what could be worse than this? I was like, your mind just spins. Like, is it a fucking monstrosity? Like, a bigger monstrosity? I don't know. But then, like, that that scene was cool with Justin Long in that room because you we know at that point that that character is evil and he's bad, right? But he ends up just shooting himself. And it's like, well, what was the purpose of that scene? I, yeah. I really don't understand it. I, I agree. It was, yeah. it was a weird scene. Like, why go through this whole thing just to have him shoot himself? Uh, right. Uh, you know, I don't know why he shot himself, but, like, there was also, like, the play on justin long is basically we you know we we know like he's a rapist like you know it it comes out that way like you learn that his character really is a piece of shit by the you know actions he chooses to do throughout uh the movie and you know i think that scene was sort of the play that justin long is seeing this stuff on camera that he is doing to these women where and he is a monster and calling him a monster and justin long is really a monster himself because he's done similar things so i think you know i once again i think that plays into a lot of the the social commentary that the director was trying to throw in there as well with that scene right which kind of justifies uh you know the first scene where where she doesn't trust you know scar scar's character because even though she's kind of putting herself in that scenario which you know i i like todd's i have issues with uh she didn't look at airbnb reviews she didn't check out the neighborhood you know, there's, there was a lot of red flags before even walking into that situation, but it shows why she doesn't trust this guy, you know, because at any point he can turn, overpower her, and God knows what happens to her. Rape, murder, torture, who knows, right? It could be anything. And women face that all the time, you know, with if they're put into some situation they didn't expect with a man they don't know. And that's, that's scary. I, I can't even imagine. Like, I can't. So, you know, I'm a man, so I can't imagine that situation. So it was very good at playing off that um, kind of real world issue. But going back to the barbarian, yeah, you know, you, you see that scene where there's that breastfeeding video going on and Richard, like Richard Brake's character, I thought if you're going to put him in the movie in the present, instead of shooting himself, I think the barbarian should have shot him, you know, give the barbarian at least some kind of redemption for all the shit that he put her through you know it's it's just such a weird choice to have him just kill himself uh, and then that homeless the whole homeless like ending too is kind of a weird yeah. way to end it i thought yeah I, I it's funny man like i if i had to bet i would say this director read a book called urban gothic which is a very similar concept to it it's a it's a freaking great book but what happens is these young urban explorer kids go to like down it's probably detroit but some you know less fortunate area they've heard about a house that's scary or whatever and then these um you know quote-unquote gangsters to them come up to the group and they think they're threatening because they look you know like quote-unquote gangsters but then they're really at the end of the day trying to save them from going to the building which is the same thing that the homeless guy was doing hey little girl little girl which come on man you're coming on a little strong um don't do that but um same thing there's subterranean mutants and they kill people and eat them so like that so it's very similar but um that whole his arc was i don't know kind of thrown away Homeless fans? Yeah. No, yeah. I, I felt like his character wasn't necessary, like whatsoever, right? Like, I, I for a periods of time, I thought maybe he was like in on it or something like that, you know? Um, but yeah, I, I felt like he was never really necessary to the plot. Could have did without him. Actually, Todd, I I was just reading on IMDb. Uh, the director did read a book 
actually not that book but um so uh the script uh started out after uh based on imdb here uh the script started out after zach Krager, the director read the book the gift of fear which encourages women to trust their intuition when confronted by obviously dangerous men he used it as a writing exercise and began crafting a 30-minute short that consisted entirely of a conversation in which a woman continues to ignore a mounting series of red flags. He liked it well enough that he knew he had the makings of a longer film and eventually became this film. Yeah, how cool would it have been, though, if it was like Skarsgård wasn't the victim or wasn't the bad guy and she was potentially? Like, that would have been a cool <laughs> flip if they flipped that, even though that's not the direction they went clearly. But um, what about the cop stuff? I think the cops should have just been left out completely. They should have, like, altered the plot where they were not needed or not being able to call because it just ended up kind of slogging down the pace in my opinion yeah i think they're just trying to show that there was going to be no help you know there's no outside help that's going to come and save the situation right cops don't give a shit what's happening in the rough neighborhoods of detroit which is another social commentary you know cops really only care about the richer whiter folks unfortunately you know that's kind of what society thinks of most cops and i think that's what they were kind of show is that because it happens in this neighborhood she's you know she's black and they're like we're just not going to help you there's no reason for us to help but we have something more important somewhere else than whatever you're dealing with just because she's in that neighborhood they assume she's a like a crackhead and just you know kind of spouting nonsense and i think it was just part of the social commentary to be honest and to show that there won't be help she's gonna have to help herself in this situation um yeah, and that's kind of a lot of the things that they do, trying to say that there's a medical convention, so all the hotels are booked. Detroit's a big fucking city. You can't tell me the medical convention is booking every single hotel in a major city like Detroit. It's just, you know, these kind of convenient things that they put in just to explain why certain things wouldn't happen, but yeah. Yeah, I I just, I I get the commentary. I think, I think the better film is to leave it out though because once again you have to suspend your disbelief like the cops are going to investigate that you know what i mean she's running around crazed up and there's a broken window if they're if they're going to go to the house they're going to go the extra step and go to investigate so i think just i think they would i think you just leave them out personally not always because i just watched Dahmer recently and uh <laughs> 1970s <laughs> And I know it's, it's a different time, but still, like they literally like just let a guy walk off with like Dahmer. And speaking of, a lot more are shape. people like calling Dahmer hot now because the actor portrays him as like good looking? Yeah, uh, yeah. I, the Yeesh. same thing happened when the same thing happened when we watched that other uh, the Bundy movie there. Oh, that, uh, with Zac Efron. Yeah. yeah, with Zac Efron. Yeah, <laughs> I guess so, Dahmer is creepy yeah, looking. Yeah, he is. Evan Pierce does a great job too. But yeah. back to the you, movie. <laughs> you make a great point, though, Steve. Like, like I can't, just like we can't decide what is scary for women. I can't decide what's scary for African American. You know what I mean? So I'll stop about that one. But I still think pacing wise, it would have been cooler if she made the decision just to like, I got to go in and save him because she went down there for Skarsgård when he was screaming yelling for help which that was another effective scene too like is he like the whole time is he luring her down there like and oh back to that how fucking dumb is justin long when he's doing the square footage of the house and he doesn't even care that 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 rape room. i laughed <laughs> so I much it. at that room that scene was great that scene was amazing he didn't, like there's a video camera and like a bloody mattress and he does he's i guess that's like hollywood right you're oblivious to the actual real world but it's like come on bro. Yeah. Like, that to me was yeah is another social commentary like when you're so 
about money you don't give a shit about your surroundings you're just trying to think because he's i and i laughed too at that scene i thought it was hilarious you know to, to him every square foot was like more money right so he gets giddy when he finds that long hallway right which is so funny to me and yeah it was actually really like that scene it, it brought a little bit of levity in a movie that needed some at some point and that was kind of the it did go on a little long i don't know if you it's just like went on and on and on i think he did that for like three four minutes yeah. but still it was uh i thought it was a funny scene well, that's another moment where like the plot they had to have conveniences to get him back in the basement you know let's make him be oblivious and square foot come on <laughs> he's thinking like a tunnel is gonna sell the house like no fucking way you know but, what uh, though i'd be that guy honestly if i bought a house <laughs> and i noticed that there was like a creepy tunnel in my basement i'd be giddy as hell and i'd be like exploring it and filming it for youtube or like absolutely but you taking would be pictures for you guys flashlights and something yeah. and if i saw if i went into a room like i just bought a house i'm going Great into friends. the secret tunnel and i see a camera and a mattress i'd take a picture and send to you guys like oh my god guys look what i just found <laughs> you know like i wouldn't be like creeped out because i i own the house now you know it's not like and in his mind, it's his house, so there there won't be anyone in there, right? That was his whole thinking, I think. He's got he's got okay, but that perspective though, you walk into a house, you just bought Steven, there's like clearly there's a car outside, there's multiple bags, a laptop. I'd be like on edge, like who's in my house? Well yeah. it, it was an Airbnb. I mean it's you know I guess. I, I think he just thought they left. Like they yeah. just vacated. Yeah. Is it ever touched on like why Richard Briggs' character is like living down there? Like, did he like lose the house like during like the I guess recession or something? That's and an like he, point. he he like hid down there as like a means to kind of like keep living there. So, yeah, no they one never found really, that chamber the never, whole time. They never flushed well, they never flushed it out. I mean, I can understand like not finding that because sure, like it's a secret, you know. Well, I know there's a fucking hidden, cord like, in the wall. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. But <laughs> the first but thing you was, see I, is you're pulling that fucking cord. Everybody. Well, I, I think the first person that finds it, though, like, wasn't it behind like something like on, like I think something falls off the, like I think it was being blocked that rope. But anyway, like so, but I, I, they never really explain like why he's hiding down there. You know what I mean? And then the other question is like, is per is um I was gonna call her Pearl uh for whatever reason um is uh is like the barbarian taking care of him like who's feeding him like who's getting him he be, seems right? not in good health he, he had like... the, the the bell thing set up yeah so and i think it, he had yeah. breast milk too on the side didn't he yeah so it's all her okay. that was taking care yeah. of him. Yeesh. Yeah. fucking weird man she's like superhuman strength too so maybe he he's killing himself because maybe she's forcing him like uh, to stay alive you know what i mean or like she's like doing weird shit to him like i don't know like torturing him like in his old age because like what she did like what he did to her now like i mean he, 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 he was in know. bed with a tv i mean it wasn't yeah. that yeah, bad. yeah right yeah, right, right, right. This fucking rape tapes. Yeah. yeah right so why is he yeah so why does why does he kill himself like i i, I and he had the gun there the whole time it's not yeah. like you know the gun well, just appeared there all of a justin sudden justin did move his table closer to him but i feel like he could have like, got it yeah seriously fall out of bed i'm just like <laughs> devil's advocate right maybe, maybe maybe he was in pain maybe he was like just an old man and he was ready to go you know maybe he thought justin justin's character meant that he was busted maybe i don't know though i, I i'm gonna i'm gonna take it as he's just old right and so he maybe he was in pain and he just wanted to end it yeah how predictable was it though when justin gets that 
gun. You're like, oh, he's going to shoot her. <laughs> like, no yeah. doubt. He's going to shoot her. And he just fucking shoots her. Like, damn it, Justin. Yeah. All right. Should we touch on the end here? Like, yeah, when? Yeah. Right. So, like, what did you guys think of the whole uh, them bah, esca- bah. escaping <laughs> and fucking barbarian, apparently? Like, she, she comes out at night, I'm assuming, mm-hmm. to get food and other shit like that. She gets hit by a car. And she fucking like she's fucking like terminated. She just keeps coming back. And they eventually run off to a water. Is it like a water tower? I, I want to call it so, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, some sort of like water tower. They climb to the top. They're stuck. Barbarian's about to get them both. Justin Long's character, who you know, we don't. I, I still think like there's thought. There's ideas of okay, maybe he's like, because like I remember there's a whole monologue there at one point where he's like think he's like am i a bad person or am i a good person that did a bad thing you know and yeah. so like you're so like which was like a an interesting i think like thing to, to to like think about and then you realize no he's just an absolute piece of shit person when he decides i'm going to save my fucking self and throw this uh our lead character off the water tower so barbarian because that's her baby. She has to go save her baby. And yeah, so he throws her off to sacrifice uh, to save himself and Barbarian and this, our lead character basically fall to their possible death. And we'll yeah. get into it, I guess, once you guys discuss. <laughs> I laughed that loud because <laughs> that shot of Barbarian jumping was so funny. <laughs> and that's like a big gamble for Justin Long. Hey, I'll throw this person off this fucking roof. She'll jump after her. Yeah, as opposed to just fucking throwing him off, him off the roof yeah. for revenge, you know? But, like, she bre- breastfed Justin Long, so he's kind of like Baby 2, right? So Yeah, but I think she's more attached to Baby 1, apparently. Which we didn't know, though, because we never yeah. saw anything like that. Yeah, which it, brings it, back to my point. Like, It's true. They should have more, more interaction. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, fucking giant crib for a human would have been insane yeah yeah do the whole like like that whole baby fetish there that people have where they they, adult babies i think they call them uh do like that but obviously like the well i was gonna say the sicker version i don't know if adult babies aren't like already pretty sick but yeah it's uh yeah it's very weird but was that we watched like lemon or something grapefruit um Honeydew. Fruit. Honeydew. i was the only one i liked (laughs) this one's kind of similar yeah they kind of have their little like mentally handicapped kind of thing going on right uh yep i like yeah i laughed i was like Eesh. And yeah rips his fucking face apart and- <laughs> I-, I thought it was it- that probably hurt the movie a little bit for me and lowered my score a little bit and i was unsure about it because i didn't love that ending i thought after putting us through this this experience that they put us through there should have been a better ending than that it just it was convoluted it was kind of weird it's it didn't sit right with me. I thought they could have found something better than that to end this particular movie with. So I, I didn't mind that part so much because like it fi- like it gave us the finality that, yeah, Justin Long's character is a complete like piece of shit. Like, you know, and he, he's a bad person. Um, My problem with it was the very, very ending where it just sort of like, ends like very abruptly when you know and honestly it's a very effective scene though when you know she's trying to get uh this our lead character like back to the lair because you know it's like her baby and stuff and like you kind of like see like see into her eyes and like you really feel like the emotion i did anyway in that scene like where you're like wow this is just like a tortured soul like this barbarian like she's not 
Uh, no, but like I, I did feel I wasn't crying, but I, I did feel really bad for this barbarian character, like in that moment, because you're like, she's really not like a bad, like you know, the whole movie, like you're supposed to be terrified of her, and you think she's like this, you know, the villain of the movie, where really she's just a victim, um, and she just didn't know any better, really, the way she was raised and stuff like that. So I thought that was really effective. And, you know, she puts her out of her misery, I guess you you can say, and and kills her. But then, it, like, I don't know, like, it's just like a weird tonal ending. Like, I feel like, like, it, it, you know, I think it could have, like, ended maybe, like, with a black screen or something as she shoots her. But, like, then, like, there's, like, this, like, really weird, I don't know, like, send-off. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I didn't like that. It just didn't hit me the same way. I agree. Yeah, you guys want to get into the questions we got on the movie? To... Sure. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, so the questions come from Greg, which is the first time that I recall that he sent in questions. So, Greg, thank you very much. We appreciate you sending questions. The first one, at what point would you have walked away before the nightmare began? Like, I would have never been in this situation because, been, yeah. A, I always check reviews before I book anything. B, if I don't know the place... And it's not like a reputable place. Not only do I Google Earth, like where <laughs> the area, but now I even go into VR to scope out the neighborhood. So there's no <laughs> fucking, fucking <nerd>. way <laughs> that I would go into a situation in a place like that. You know, especially like if I'm a woman and it, there's just too many risks. It, it didn't make sense to me. So I would have never been in a situation. But if I were in a situation where I get to an Airbnb and there's somebody already there and they, you know, they show me their receipt or whatever. And it, they're honestly, even if they booked all the hotels in that town, I would have driven as far as I need to just to get, you know, sleep somewhere else. Because there's more Airbnb yeah. somewhere else. Yeah. Anything. Like, yeah. there's got to be a motel. Even if you have to drive half an hour out of the city, like, it's not that big a deal. So, right. Yeah. Just fucking, yeah. I would have just drove like 45 minutes, an hour away. I don't care. I'm not sleeping in the same, right. like, Wait, so with a complete stranger, I don't it, know. Honestly, I would rather fucking sleep in my car at a truck stop than <laughs> yeah. sleep with a random person in a fucking house. hour Walmart parking lot. Yeah, exactly. Some people do that with camping, right? So, yeah, yeah absolutely. To be fair, though, I've, I mean, I've done it before. Like, I shacked up once with a... Uh, a stranger at a horicon like they were like like <laughs> Joe, yeah Joe. like yeah like we just we just like split a room like it was in like a group like the group for the con page and like they were <sighs> like anyone want to split a room and i was like sure <laughs> and we did and it was like fine like it was normal but like yeah like in the moment sure i could have been murdered or it could have been a fucking like yeah All right so like I, tips. I don't do that i so when you say like <laughs> i wouldn't let myself in these situations like people can and will my question is like my, I guess the bet. I think the better question is, like you're in this Airbnb, right? And you're by yourself. You you find that that door opening. Do you go at, down it? Like I don't know. My curiosity would be really peaked. I, I think I might honestly. Like I don't. You know, maybe if, if now if I heard something, I'd fucking turn around and run. But uh, I think like if everything was quiet, I'm probably grabbing a flashlight and fucking exploring. Yeah, so to answer the original question, if I'm the girl, I am bouncing. If I'm Skarsgård, I'm saying, sorry, I booked it. I'm here already. No, you're not coming in. And then, yeah, if I'm, like Joe said, and I discover this fucking hidden tunnel, I'm definitely going in the fucking tunnel. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm the same way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're all dead. Uh, 
but you're going in arm though. You're not going in just willy nilly like Justin Long of the fucking tape measure. Right. Didn't he have a knife? He had a knife. Yeah, yeah. No, fucking, I like... thought Skarsgård had a knife. <laughs> no, it's like a steak Justin, knife. Justin Long had a steak oh, knife. Justin Long had it. Oh, that's right. That's right. He cut himself. That's right when he fell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely fucking exploring that shit. Yeah, yeah, we're, de- we're, de- we're definitely that breed up yeah. people. Um, <laughs> like I was just fucking around in the mill. At, at right, yeah. on the mill <laughs> yeah, right. It's in the middle of fucking nowhere. <laughs> so like, right. if there's a killer, he's definitely in there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right. So Greg's second question: AJ Justin Long's character truly is a lousy human. What are your thoughts with how he tried to save his life? Tried to save. Oh, yeah. throwing her off the tower. By throwing her off, yeah. Yeah. Well, he had awful. he had a chested redemption and he blew it. So fucking right, yeah. I mean, like, what I do, I don't know. Like, would you like what would you do in that situation? Right? I I think I would just accept my fate. Like, right? Like, and just die. Like, I would never like throw someone else I, off. Like, I'm sorry, even, I I wouldn't, wouldn't even cross, cross my, mind. my mind. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Because you're 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 he was betting that she would jump after her. Right? That doesn't make any sense whatsoever. <laughs> no one no one would think that. Maybe push her into the monster. You know, I can see that being a thought, but throwing her off mm-hmm. the water tower? No, I think you got to bob and weave, bob and weave, and then try to run <laughs> back down the, the steps. Right. Just exactly. Don't stop running. <laughs> I'd probably just jump off the water tower and kill myself rather than let the barbarian <laughs> eat me. <laughs> you break your legs and she takes you back to her lair anyway. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> bob and weave, man. Yeah, if anything, I would have tried to push the barbarian off. Like, I don't yeah. know. It's just, it was weird. Yeah. It was, Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, yeah, that, that was basically the, I would never have thought of that. Like you guys said, that's not an option, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, don't think yeah, there's no, a normal thinking person no. isn't thinking that. <laughs> and there really is no redemption for Justin Long. I mean, he could make a good decision and sacrifice himself, but he's still, at the end of the day, a rapist, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I was wondering, do you think, um, barbarian and the serial killer are homies with the fucking don't breathe guy isn't that the same <laughs> neighborhood essentially yeah it seems like the same neighborhood yeah, yeah that, that, that's where the other end of the tunnel is <laughs> <laughs> his turkey basters is waiting <laughs> right exactly ew that's fucking gross remember that scene he's, he's a good guy in part two though yeah i guess my rapist yes yes <laughs> my murder yep <laughs> All right, so Greg's uh, last question. Do you feel the brilliance of the movie is more of the unseen horrors or what is shown? We see a lot. We also don't see a lot, though. Like, yeah. that tape, right? I kind of wish we would have seen... Like, I, I know it kind of... Like, if it's rape, I don't want to see it, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I thought it would be, like, torture or, like, maybe yeah. another I... Airbnb couple yeah. that they had taken or something. I don't know. Right. Um... Does everyone go I missing think... that takes this Airbnb? Like, probably has to, right? right? Yeah. Yeah, I would think so. Well, I don't know. Not everyone probably goes and explores. Yeah, but it comes yeah, up. But she, yeah, but yeah, yeah exactly. She comes, she comes up at night, right? Yeah. But why? So why does she? Why doesn't she bother them the first couple nights? Like, obviously, she's the one that opened the door mm-hmm. that first night. But so why? But why is she leaving them alone? I guess why isn't she just going after them right away? I guess because we gotta have a movie. <laughs> yeah, what about the general contractors that redid that house? <laughs> and that too. <laughs> um, it's a great question, and I think I'm always a proponent of what you can come up in your head. Sometimes is could be far worse than what you actually see on screen. So, 
Yeah. My, my head canon is Skarsgård's alive and he's brain dead and being <laughs> force fed breast right. milk. There you go. We do, we do never see his body, right? So mm-hmm. it's possible. Yeah. I think the in sequel. this instance, I would have preferred to see more, to be honest with you. Uh, if they were going to go that deep already, I think we should have seen more stuff happening. Because I think they left a little bit too much unseen. You know, basically we only see the barbarian character and like Richard Brake, we see so quickly that it doesn't register at all just how horrible it is down there. I wish we had seen more of what the tunnel looked like. Uh, what what it like? What does the facility look like? They, we you know, Justin Long goes to that room. We don't see too much of it. Like it's pretty a quick scene where. He goes into it, Richard Bray kills himself, and then he leaves that scene. I'm curious about the operation. Like, where are the other kids? Did Are they all dead? Right. Like, there's a lot of questions question. that I think we're missing. And so I right. do wish in this instance that we had seen more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's, it's a great question. Because, like, why did he decide to keep this one particular one alive? You know what I mean? Like, I guess so he could procreate maybe with her and create more babies i don't know as disgusting as that is but i guess if, if that's the case are there other babies like did had did she have a baby and then it died so that's why she's that's babying I, other people I, like it's just there's a lot of questions still you know i think that's quite possible because like so we are to assume you know she's maybe like the sixth or seventh inbred of incest or whatever so you would think after a while babies aren't surviving after that many you know layers of incest Honestly, if I'm if I'm compared to something, what I was expecting was that uh, banned episode of the X Files. If anyone has seen that, Brothers. I think taught taught yeah. So it's terrifying. Man. I think that's what I was expecting to be down there essentially, and the fact that we only got one was a little disappointing to me. And so I yeah. wish we had seen more. Uh, even if they don't do anything, even if we just go into a room and they're all there, just you know, doing their thing, I think it would have been yeah. more effective than just seeing the barbarian throughout the film yeah yeah uh, no, no i agree also kind of like the end of um house of thousand corpses too where you go into dr satan's just like lair and there's a bunch of mentally handicapped people and open surgery going on like that's what i kind of expected like something far worse than just a psycho or you know mutant lady but mm-hmm. yeah and the call comes down to that one line one line in the fucking film mm-hmm. that raise my expectations too high you take out that one line my expectations would automatically be lower and i would have maybe accepted the end of the film more but that one line really raised the bar for me and then never reached that bar so i would cut that line to be honest if you're not going to have more horrors than what we see yeah i think keep that line and then say they come out at night not she comes out at night and then the viewers would have caught that like oh fuck Right. I mean, I understand the line because, like, Richard Brake really is the true monster, you know? Right. So yeah, I mean, it makes sense. But the way it was delivered made me think there was more. And... Right. No, exactly. It was kind of a bait and switch. He's, right. he's sure. just in bed and shoots himself. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's all I had. All right. Yeah. All right. It was good. It was good. good. It was good, film. Yeah. Good. And like I said, wild, man. my, my, my uh, review, like, I thought X was going to be the weird one this year. This one's clearly the weird one, and X is weird. <laughs> yeah, I'm at, and I was saying this uh, to Steve, I think, the other day um, when we first we we both got out of the movie theater. I'm kind of surprised it's got like a wide release because like it is a very like bizarre, weird movie to get a a, ma- a wide release like this. So I think that's great, though. I think it's great for horror <laughs> that movies like this are are finding wide releases, even though 
doesn't seem like many people are going to see it. But uh, hopefully, it finds some life it once it hits video. So far. Not bad. Did it really made that mm -hmm. much? All right, good. All right, awesome. I think I'm, Pearl's I'm happy at like to hear 10, that. Though, so Pearl's not doing as well, but yeah, I'm excited for Pearl, man. I, I still can't wait to see that. I think maybe once that hits home release, we'll have to watch that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and I think it's a quick home release if I remember that they had a date and everything. It's like November fourteenth, I believe. Yeah, so we could do nice. it then. Those things will slow down Perfect. by then. So right, yeah, yeah. awesome. So rate it. Yeah, I'm a I'm a four out of five on this one, which I think is about an eight eight out of ten. Did have issues, but it was so it was a, it was predictable, but extremely original too at the same time. So yeah, I'm, I'm sticking with eight or four out of five. Yeah, uh, I think I said this in my Letterboxd review, but I, in a way, like I felt I felt like this was like an updated version of Castle Freak, like in a lot of ways. Like it, if like the Castle Freak remake was this, it would have been like the best Castle Freak movie like ever made. So man, I just. I feel like this is a movie that's you're either going to really like or you're going to absolutely hate. Like, I feel like there's no middle ground with this movie. You're either going to go along for the ride of this or you're not. And this movie was just so like bonkers, batshit crazy. Like I was like hooked. And I, I think a big part of that is that opening 35, 40 minutes with Bill Skarsgård and our lead actress there. And uh, I'm sorry, I keep forgetting her name, but credit to her. And the two of them are just great. And I think that open without that opening, like maybe the movie doesn't hit as well. But they do a great job of you know throwing you off the scent of the twists. That when the twist does finally hit, it's just like kind of like whoa, like it just really fucking hits you. So yeah, it's one of my definitely in my top ten for this year so far, and I'm giving it an eight out of ten as well. I'm right there with uh, you know both of you, uh, eight out of ten. I, I, so her name's uh, Georgina Campbell. Uh, okay. And her and um, Scars Bill Skarsgård do such a good job riffing off each other where you really don't know when it's going to pop off, right? Because I really thought yeah. this was more of a home invasion type film rather than what we ended up getting. So it was brilliant in the way that it sets up one genre, like Cody said, and then completely flips the genre around. Uh, mm -hmm. I do think the Justin Long thing, you know, it didn't hit as hard as the first segment. So by having that second, you're kind of disappointed because you've seen kind of what the movie's at its best. And then, you know, it's okay. It's an okay segment, but it's not great. So there, there's room for improvement, but an eight, I still really enjoyed it. And I enjoyed the experience of, you know, just not knowing what the fuck was going to happen next. And I enjoyed that feeling in the movie. It was nice for once because it's very rare. When we cover horror, you know, once a week, every single week without missing a beat, we tend to know a lot of what's coming out. We've seen trailers. We've heard the news. We've heard rumors. We're in horror groups, you know, to go into a movie completely blind, a theater movie. Like I've, I've seen a lot to be fit. Still think that I never seen, I don't see anything about, but to see a mainstream movie in theaters, I did never seen the trailer. Didn't know the plot was incredible. It's it nice. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. It's rare. <laughs> yeah. It was nice. So, and I, you know, by this point you've been spoiled to death, but yeah, I recommend people going into movies like this blind it's it's a good experience so yeah yeah well said do you guys get any good trailers going into this mm, one smile was just played again i saw that one already though. same halloween God, pray for the devil like, i can't wait for that one i right? still have yet to see good. a pray for the devil really? like really? yeah i'm not getting it at my theater it, it, it's my most anticipated movie for the rest of the year like wow okay awesome uh, well, you do really do like the religious i love religious for, yeah, yeah so it's right down my alley it's a nun that's right a up your exorcist like, exactly <laughs> make that a porno and i'm in heaven <laughs> i uh, found you it i'll send you a link yeah, yeah. now it's uh 
that's probably the one I'm most excited about. But I got the same ones. Halloween ends. I got. Um, Smile. We don't have enough time to see a movie. That's. I mean, we're seeing Hocus Pocus, but it's probably not <laughs> enough time to see a movie. We're yeah. Out there having fun. Yeah, in Texas maybe. We'll have time to yeah, we'll watch time. something together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, next week All the right. big uh, monsters slash hocus pocus 2 uh episode sorry it's... sorry my, my favorite thing about the whole sherry moon zombie thing is all these fucking memes like of, <laughs> of rob zombie's jaws and it's her fucking face and everything yeah. else so <laughs> right <laughs> oh yeah I, I can't like i'm kind of excited to watch it because we've talked about it so much you know it's like the end of a long chapter <laughs> in our <laughs> podcast history uh, yep. to finally get to watch it and talk about it I, I'm, I'm psyched about it so joe all right you take this away? yes I sure can. All right. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening this week. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed our discussion of Barbarian. Uh, Don't forget to follow us on all our forms of social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and, of course, the best way to stay up to date with us is our Discord. Just message us or send us an email, thehorrorsquadpodcast at gmail.com, and we will get you that invite link to the Discord. So many great members in that community. And uh, if you you just want to hang out and just talk to fellow horror fans that is definitely the best way to do it yeah don't forget about our events october 15th with damien maffey and october 22nd of course with omri Katz. both gonna be awesome events in both in salem massachusetts at the silver moon comics store uh and yeah next week hocus pocus 2 and the monsters it's gonna be a great time and i think that's really it and we'll see you guys next week bye 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 The laundry's still in wash, um, uh, but I thought, um, well, I'm wide awake, so so I um, it's gonna be a bit not. I thought I'm gonna have some of this here wine, but I didn't want to open it before um, you got out of the shower because I, I know so you didn't drink your tea, and would, well, I totally get that by the way. I mean, you don't know me, and and this is a really weird situation. It makes total sense. Um, but I thought that, um, you know, you might want some of this, but if I open it while you weren't here, that, um, that, um, I'm, 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 I'm sorry, I'm rambling, Jesus Christ. Um, I thought you wouldn't want any if you didn't see me open it, so I waited. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs>